I, I'm an inventor. You're not an inventor. I have a million ideas for things. But that doesn't mean you're an I inventor. Just, I, I just don't know how to implement it. You're an idea man. I'm an, I'm idea, looking... I'm an idea man who comes up with inventions. All right, and welcome to another episode of Here's My Idea. I'm Brian One. And I'm Brian Two. Brian, before we get started today, I just want to give a quick shout out to literally our dozens of listeners. We have multiple listeners now. It's official. Yeah, we love the Bry guys. <laughs> people love the Bry guys. Hashtag I'm a Bry guy. I believe people are saying it was the number one trending hashtag on Twitter today. Really? I didn't. I don't see have that. a Twitter, so I don't know. <laughs> I didn't see it when I was on, but people are saying that. Mm. But keep it up. Keep tagging us, posting. Like the Instagram. What's the Instagram again, Brian? Here's my idea podcast. Hey, go to, there it is. Go to Apple Podcasts. Give us five stars. Listen to it on Spotify. If you're going to bed, put it on mute. Just let them repeat. Let's get these numbers up. You know, I, I've actually recently been getting texts from people about ways to solve some of our ideas. Like the, what? Uh, like the water idea. Someone brought up some ways to do it. And son, I don't know if you remember Dr. Beltran. Of course. He, he is trying to work on a way to actually make it a reality. That's exciting. There's, there's apparently a device out there that you can change the temperature that will, if you connect it to your sink, will be able to change the, the maximum cold or the maximum hot temperature. Brian, too, when we started this podcast, we were just a couple of guys with a dream. And now we are theoretically changing water temperatures all over the greater Boston area. I couldn't be prouder. Yeah. Bry guys for the win. There you go. And Brian, today we are very lucky because we are joined by Professor Mark Draper from the Flitch School of Advertising at the University of Colorado. Mr. Draper, thank you for being with us. Glad to be here. Thanks for having me. You can pick up Mr. Draper's best-selling book, uh, Bad Ads Make Me a Sad Lad, on Amazon and wherever books are sold. And please leave a rating when you do. Uh, it really helps. There was one rating today that said Draper is Draper makes Mark Twain look like a child, which is an odd review, but I mean, they, they liked it, Mark. Well, yeah, it, it was my mom, so. Well, tell Mrs. Draper she's a lovely lady. So, Brian, what do you got for me today? Here's my idea. We take a restaurant and we make every aspect of that restaurant advertised slash sponsored by someone. Tell me more. So, the walls are covered with ads, maybe like in a hipster way. Every food item is brought to you by a company. So you can have like chicken parm brought to you by Amazon. When the waiter brings over water, they'll, they'll bring over the water and they'll say, this was brought to you by Google. And now you're saying, why would I want that in a restaurant? That's well, what I was thinking. Here's what I'm going to tell you. Because we're going to take all that advertising money and we're going to give it back to you. We're going to make the food crazy cheap. So you're going to get your chicken parm for $3 instead of $10. So this is an Italian restaurant. No, no, I don't know about Italian specifically. I was, at, I was picturing like a yeah. diner-esque kind of thing. I got the idea from that, my favorite restaurant, Friendly Toast. Shout out to Friendly Toast at Kendall Square and also at Back Bay. They're the best. I was very upset to hear that the one at Kendall Square closed down today. Goddamn That's COVID. horrible. Goddamn That's horrible. COVID. Wear your oh. mask, everyone. Wear your mask. That's right. Friendly Toast, please come back. You're the best. So, Mr. Draper, what do you think of this idea? I think it's pretty good. I, I think you probably could bring food down. Like, restaurants run on tight budgets. So any other way to bring in income is smart. And my question is, how do you see the company sponsoring? What is, like, what is their benefit? 
how, how do these restaurants make the pitch to Amazon or Google? Well, I think in the beginning, it'll be hard. But eventually, if you get this restaurant to be like the market size of like a McDonald's, then you're getting trillions of people every year looking at these food items. That's true. But and I also think there's an advantage to, sure, this chicken parm is brought to you by Amazon. That sounds great. But I doubt a lot of people are going home like, man, that chicken parm was so good. I'm going to go shop on Amazon. But I think you could get some local businesses maybe that are, you know, this chicken parm is brought to you by, you know, Mike's shirts. If you need a nice shirt, go over to Mike's, pick yourself up a shirt. Or even, you know, the blueberries in this pancakes are from, you know, Ken's top notch blueberries. Pick them up at the farmer's market downtown. Mm. And now, or even maybe some, some bigger food companies, right? This chicken parm has a uh, Berea uh, pasta in it. And now that was good. I saw what the professional chef could do with my Berea pasta. So now I want to go buy that next time I'm at the grocery store. See, I think you're getting a little dangerous there. I don't want to become a restaurant where it's, we're getting burgers from McDonald's and then we're getting like cheesecake from Cheesecake Factory and we're just mishmashing everything, you know? I'm not talking about buying like pasta from another restaurant and selling it. That's, that can't be a good business model. <laughs> I'm talking about like Berea makes like pasta, like raw pasta you buy at the supermarket. So now oh, they're good. sponsoring the chicken parm dish. And because it's cooked by someone who's a professional, whoever's eating it is going to say, man, this is really good. Uh, next time I want to make a good chicken parm, that's what I'm going to go buy from the store. Does that and make then, sense? Yeah. Then I guess you get kind of worried about like, why not just make like a Trader Joe's restaurant and just have everything in that restaurant be just from Trader Joe's and you're just cooking different Trader Joe's stuff. I mean, that's going to be another idea, but. Well, hey, that's, that's Trader Joe's, right? Bunch of people make their food, yeah. but it all says Trader Joe's. But I think Trader Joe's should open up a restaurant. That's my big takeaway. I mean, it's a pretty good idea. I just bought my uh, soon-to-be cousin-in-law a cookbook for Trader Joe's recipes. Interesting. My, my question with the Berea comment is it could lead you down false advertising if the restaurant is just using regular old pasta and not Berea pasta. And say you got like a spaghetti dish that's brought to you by Berea, but it's not Berea pasta. That's a, that could happen, I suppose. So I think you'd have to be, you'd have to be careful about, you know, you can't have like a, like a pasta maker sponsoring a pasta dish. You'd have to have like some other type of business sponsoring a pasta dish. You know, um, really I think, I think it has to be no food sponsors at all. I think it just has to be only corporations that have nothing to do with that food yeah um, well this episode is brought to you by Berea. Berea, founded in 1877 in parma italy making family recipes feel like they've been in your family the whole time Berea pasta everyone <laughs> that's how this restaurant is going to work right gelby you get these sponsors and it makes the podcast cheaper yeah but you could all you're already getting this podcast for free my point is, is basically like free apps, like free apps. They give you advertisers and that's why you get the, that, your stupid game for free. Yeah. Uh, and I, I think another, like you were saying, local businesses sponsoring dishes is a good idea. I think it's like the high, high tides rise all ships, right? Like, yeah. you know, if it's a local restaurant and a local organization sponsoring it, like it's a win-win. And my question is, when something goes wrong, when someone inevitably gets sick, 
or they find a hair in their food, does that look bad on the sponsor or does that look bad on the restaurant or both? I think it looks bad on the restaurant. There's probably like a, a, a little bit of calculated risk on the sponsor's part, but it, I think it's on the restaurant unless it's something huge like, I don't know, somehow there's one specific piece of food like, you know, how Chipotle had the E. coli break, outbreak and it was Chipotle, the brand was tarnished. Mm-hmm. If it's something like that and it's like so-and-so food gave thousands of people poisoning and it's brought to you by Amazon, that might not go so well. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I agree with Mr. Draper. I do worry about this, though, right? We're saying this glass of water is brought to you by Google. What if you get that and then all of a sudden you go home, you're noticing a lot of advertisements for water that you're getting because we've now given you – Google has somehow infiltrated us. We've given – what if we do that? What if that's the business model? We sell and we take your data and we sell it to people. This is what they like eating. We partner with the corporations. Some people say corporations are terrible and they're ruining the U.S. I say let's get a little piece of that action. <laughs> Back to you, Brian, too. Who can look behind? Well, another idea, part of this was I'm trying to figure out some items are going to be way more popular than other items. Mm-hmm. Right. I feel like we can even charge a, hey, this chicken parm is like our best seller. If you want your name on this one, you have to pay more. Definitely. It's like advertising in baseball parks, like, Stuff that are right on the, the outfield wall, those are crazy. Like in at Fenway Park, the green monster sponsorships are way more expensive than the rest. So it makes sense that you would do it for, for uh, a menu too. Brian, I, I feel like you're in the mood for chicken parm. Am I correct? No, I'm just, I'm just trying to figure out what kind of food this place would have. And I was picturing like a diner theme. But I, I was thinking you can't have that many items on the menu. That's like a smaller menu than what a diner would be folks if you're in the mood for chicken parm make sure you make that chicken parm with berea pasta ever since guido berea and his brothers founded berea pasta in 1877 they've been making family recipes feel like they're your family recipes berea pasta here's my question for you brian the whole premise is cheap food right yeah are you a little concerned about let's say we can get crazy we get this price of the chicken parm down to two dollars okay are you concerned that people are going to, you know, people have a thing about stuff that's too cheap. You know, I don't want to eat a chicken parm that's $2, you know, because maybe I get suspicious about the quality of the food. What, are you nervous about that at all? I'm not nervous because I think that they would realize that it's that cheap only because of the advertising. Got it. So maybe we just got to put that on the menu or something. Yeah, we're not selling $2 chicken parm. We're selling a $10 chicken parm and a whole bunch of ads, and because of the ads, that price is coming down to $2. Maybe we do this. Maybe on the menu, you put the actual price, right? So this chicken parm is $15, but then there's like an agreement maybe like for every ad that you agree to listen to, right, from the waiter, it comes down a little bit. And everyone sort of knows, right? The regulars sort of know that, yeah, you just listen to the ads and it comes down to $6 or whatever. Yeah, I like that too. Now my question is, do you think this ad money would it correlate to how many so let's take the chicken farm if amazon's sponsoring the chicken farm do we only make money if we're selling the chicken farm or is it just hey your amazon's name is on this this is the flat rate for the year i think 
I think it's in its awareness. Like you're exposing the name on the menu. So it's got a flat price to it. I mean, maybe there's, maybe there's like an incentive for like, if you sell a hundred of this menu item, we'll give you an extra amount of money, something like that. That's not bad. But that's why I think the menu item has to be small. And I think it has to be like, you know, like in Applebee's where you flip over and it's like one food item per page on like mm-hmm. the dessert. That, but that's the food item, food menu because for each page, it's showing that food item and like a big logo of the corporation. That way it really stands out. Yeah, you probably need like that much space. So Maybe you, on the you back think of the other page, it's the, it's the video of the ad. So you got the video of the ad right next to the food item. <laughs> just make the menu an iPad at that point. <laughs> yeah, that's true too. We can maybe pair this with one of our other ideas, the candle idea. Ooh. You know, the candles could be sponsored by uh, Kingston, Kingston Charcoal, making the best candles for your table since 1877. <laughs> um, a lot of companies. Well, they got in at the same time as Berea, huh? <laughs> they, they did. It's quite a coincidence. <laughs> um, We're dropping a lot of free ads this, this episode. We are. We can wait the the waiters at this restaurant. I might have already made this analogy, but the waiters at this restaurant can look like uh, I'm picturing them like NASCAR cars. Yeah, right. They just have advertisements everywhere. Mm. Right, it's a good idea. Now, do you think the walls need to have like TVs also just showing ads the whole time? You think that's just overkill? So I was just picturing like the walls have like ads just like painted on them no you know how like some bars in new york you'll sometimes go in they'll have like just a movie playing the whole time like kind of on silent this will have like famous commercials playing the whole time that's right i like that abc used to have that show that was like the best ads in the world just play like every episode of that (laughs) that's an unbelievable move by abc because the whole point of tv is to get you to watch so you stick around for the ads but they're just like no we'll make the show with the ads all ads (laughs) I think they had commercial breaks, too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty genius. I wish we had the actual numbers of how much money this would actually bring in to take off of the food cost. Yeah. Oh, in, in Bad Ads Make Me a Sad Lad, Mr. Draper did write that with that um, in general, you can reduce food prices at any restaurant by up to 84%, according to certain studies. Right, Mr. Draper? That's true, yes, uh, according to certain studies. So it really depends what type of restaurant you are and what kind of clout you have. Well, we're a diner that only sells chicken parm. So what would you say for that type of restaurant? <laughs> oh, yeah, that type of restaurant could cut their margins by, like, at least 90. <laughs> Boom! The chicken parm's going to be flying off the shelves. <laughs> I think you probably need, like, some kind of media background so that you get these connections with brands. Like you got to develop those relationships first in order to start this restaurant. Yeah, that's true. You need, you need a lot of contacts. Mm-hmm. You need some contacts or you need to have like been doing this for a long enough time that you've kind of built them up over time or, you know, people know who you are and are willing to contact you. Now would these corporate sponsors need to try out each food like that they would be sponsoring? Yeah, so it's like the Larry David sandwich. Seriously, though, like, is yeah. that, that actually have to be? Because if I was putting my name on something, I would want to know that it tastes good. I mean, that could be a way to that could be a way for the restaurant to advertise themselves. They send food out 
to offices. They're like, hey, have a free office lunch on us. And if you like this meal, sponsor us. Sponsorships are available. Here's the pamphlet. I mean, we can even do movies too. And we're going to have like the movie trailers up. We have like names of movies for the food. And that could be like a seasonal thing. For, and, with like, certain, and with certain movies, you could even have the food from the movie be what you're serving, right? Yeah. This, you know, this white Russian is brought to you by Big Lebowski and, you know, Welsh Farms. And now that milk's basically, the white Russian's basically free. And that's how we get our specials for each month. Exactly. That's where the specials come from. I think that's the way that, like, if somebody was paying to have their brand connected to a food, you'd want it to be, like, somehow creative and, and make sense with the brand. So, like, movie trailers is great. Like, Calamari from 3,000 Leagues Under the Sea opening September 9th. Calamari by, by Watchmen. So what else do you want to know, Gelby? Do you want to make this restaurant happen or? Well, at this exact just... moment, I don't think it's going to happen, but. Uh... <laughs> this feels like a good time for another advertisement from Berea. When you're hungry, when, when mama wants to feed you, say see ya to Prego and pick up some Berea. Berea pasta, folks. Try it at home. Well, this, I think. This, this may be real. This could actually, I feel like this restaurant could actually exist. I agree. You would need the numbers, though. You can't just open one. I mean, maybe if you opened one and started with what you're saying, like local places, and then grow from there. Mm, yeah. Well, I'm just picturing, like, imagine, like, all the people who, like, can't afford to eat out that often or just, like, can't even afford to, like, buy groceries that if they could just go to this place for $2 and get $3 to get food. Right. That's a good point. Even going to McDonald's. Yeah. We'll be, and we can even be healthy, right? And that's the problem with McDonald's food sometimes. People, you know, if that's their, feel like that's their only option financially, then it's unhealthy food. But we're going to be a healthy alternative because we're selling ads and selling your data. But that's kind of on the back end. Uh, yeah. That's kind of a cool sell for the restaurant. Like, you know, we don't cut costs by putting worse ingredients in. We're cutting costs this way so the ingredients are really good. Yeah, exactly. Seems like a good sell to me. Exactly. And that's why, I mean, yeah. I'd rather get an ad than get data stolen. <laughs> but we won't tell them that. Exactly. Or I'd that's rather be advertised to than, like, have bad ingredients be put into my body. <laughs> like, I'll, I'll take that change. Even for Grubhub or DoorDash, I'd rather get, like, an ad and get a service fee. Mm-hmm. How about this? At Grubhub, the guy rings your doorbell. He comes upstairs. You go to take the food. He goes, not so fast. Before I give you this food, I got to reach an ad for Berea. Right? Why wouldn't, why wouldn't the ad just be on the app? And before you click check out, you have to watch an ad. That already happens sometimes. On Grubhub? On some of the apps, I feel like. Not on Grubhub. I don't know. <laughs> I think the guy should do it. I think that's better. That is better. I mean, you'd really pay it, yeah, you'd really pay attention to that. I mean, they, it's true. Like, you can become blind to – it's like you can become nose blind. You can become ad blind too. So, like a person in front of you saying, hey, here's this ad. Can't ignore that. Yeah. think When an ad pops up on my phone, I put my phone down. I come back to it in a minute. I, whatever. I X out. My mind wanders. 
if I'm face to face with a dasher and he's reading me an ad to my face. And it's never happened before when you got your dash order. <laughs> exactly. This yeah. makes me wonder why fast food restaurants hasn't done anything like this. I know like Taco Bell does like right combination with like Doritos, but why aren't they doing anything like this? Like this seems like perfect right up their alley. Yeah, I know. And you well, can't they- and I hope it goes without saying, but you can't order the food without saying the sponsor name. Of course. Like the chicken parm, obviously, would probably be sponsored by, let's say, Berea. Um, or, you know, someone else. And then, but it, so if you say, I'll have the chicken parm, the waiter's got to go like, what are you talking about? What, we don't have a chicken parm. Oh, no, but the Amazon chicken parm. Now you're getting it. Exactly. Yeah. I see. I remember like Taco Bell used to do movies too. So like the movie idea was probably pretty good. I remember they used to do like Men in Black like mm. sponsorships of their stuff true but that's why i wonder why they're not even doing it more like why isn't mcdonald's doing i mean i guess they have like the mcdonald's toys and stuff like that but i feel like they should be going way 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 harder into the advertisement i'm with you yeah i don't know it could just be like too hard of a sell for sponsors you know is there, there any chance it's illegal what is there any chance this is illegal? No, definitely not illegal. Okay. <laughs> no, but I bet you I bet you people think that it's not like it's not a good value for your money. So I think you'd have to you'd have to make the sell of of why is this a good investment beyond just like somebody saying your name when they order. Well, I think it's good PR also being like, hey, we see the sell like being able to give this food to people who can't afford every, like that much food. At least that's some somewhat good PR. Right. Well, yeah. I mean, you could, you could pitch it as like, cause you know, corporate, some corporations are pretty heartless. You could be like, Hey, you guys don't have a good heart here. You can pay us some money and say that you, <laughs> you sponsor initiatives that are good for the community. Yeah. So I guess it's got that positive. So, you know, it's a, it's a niche market, but because it's a niche market, if you can prove you can perform, you probably could make a decent amount of money with it. It's not about making money, Mark. It's not about making money. It's about giving back to the community. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Hold on. Let me take my marketing hat off. It's yes, about selling it's people's data and eating chicken parm. Did we not make that clear? <laughs> All right, Brian, you want to summarize the idea? What do we got? Yeah. I mean, I think, I think this is realistic at a, on a larger scale. I like the idea of movies being incorporated into it as like a seasonal thing or even TV shows too. Even songs from like artists too can, can work, like albums. Yeah. <laughs> we got to look into the finances. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how much this is actually going to work. We just need, we need to find someone who has a lot of contacts. Yes. Yeah. You need to become, you need to become like a media company and a restaurant. So it seems like this restaurant could be great as long as we make delicious food and get connections to a lot of companies. But if we can get those two, I don't see what's going to stop us. Do we have any names for this restaurant? Any ideas? Great question. Mark pitched uh, the Times Square restaurant the other day to me the times square restaurant billboards everywhere i was trying to think of something that's like somewhere where ads are just absolutely everywhere 
And I was thinking like, you know those Sunday coupon clippers you get that are just newspapers just with ads in them? But I don't know like what's a household name for those that you could call this restaurant. What if we partner with Mr. Draper here? His book, just to remind you one more time, Bad Ads Make Me a Sad Lad, available on Amazon and where books are sold. What if we name the restaurant like Mad Ads? There's mad ads. There's a lot of ads. It's a little jumpy name. Why aren't we getting the restaurant sponsored, the name sponsored? Obviously, that's what we should do. Obviously. No, 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 no. Don't, don't get it. Oh, oh, yeah. You could do it like stadiums. Exactly. Where like stadiums, their names for like 10 years and then the next 10 years or whatever. But, like I'm, thinking year, like, but I'm thinking every single individual restaurant We'll have a different sponsor name. But then how will people know that it's our restaurant? We could be like mad ads sponsored by... Berea. <laughs> Berea. And then across we town, we don't, we don't get ads sponsored by I don't know what, what the, all this was for. Mad ads is actually like... <laughs> you're pretty quick with the names because that's like Madison Avenue too. Like that totally makes sense. Don't like, give him credit. He's just throwing things out there. He threw it out, but it was the right thing to throw out. It works. It's man. pretty good. It works. All right. So Mad Ads brought to you by Brian Two. We got this restaurant. We're sponsoring everything on the menu. The waiters look like NASCAR folks, but their food, their food's available for cheap. Doing good for the community. Doing good for local business. We take your data. We sell it. We don't tell you. Everyone leaves happy. Does that sound good? Sounds as great. long as I get Berea pasta out of it, I'm happy. Absolutely. Who wouldn't be happy with that? Um, once again, Mark Draper, thank you very much for joining us. Pick up his book, Bad Ads Make Me a Sad Lad, on Amazon and wherever books are sold. And if you're in Colorado, check out one of his lectures at the Flitch School of Advertising and Marketing. Thanks a lot, guys. Brian, I'll see you. Let's make this happen, folks. Get on it. Brian, the babe they call Brian.